So if you're listening to this, I'm going to guess you're a human being. And as a human, you need a lot of shit to survive. You require a very complex system of maintenance and only you know exactly what it takes. So why is it okay to call a woman high maintenance if she's asking for what she needs to keep her very complicated system in good working order? Why is it okay to shame her into not asking? Why is it okay to praise her when she forfeits her fucking wants and needs to keep everyone else comfortable? I'm Sarah. I'm a recovering shrinker. This is Reclaiming and Girls to the Fucking Front. Sometimes people confuse what they call being high maintenance with being narcissistic or not caring about the needs of others and being disrespectful to others. There's a big difference between being self-centered and taking up the space you need to live authentically as yourself. Treat people with respect while demanding that you are respected. Being called high maintenance sucks. Just hearing the name of it makes me roll my eyes. Being called it It doesn't feel good. It leaves me stressed, sick, and hopeless. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Reclaiming the Weekly Podcast, where we reclaim everything taken from us by the patriarchy one by one. (laughs) I'm Sarah. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm so happy you're here. I can't believe we're already in week four. It feels like it's flying by. I mean, I'd planned this for so long, and it felt like it would never get here, and now we're here. So, damn. Um, Before we get into the topic this week, just wanted to make sure that you're signed up for Reclaiming the Newsletter. It hits your inbox every Monday, just like this podcast. So don't miss out. Uh, You can sign up at the website at reclaimeffingeverything.com. That's reclaim, E-F-F-I-N-G, everything.com. Also make sure to download the first three issues of The Front Zine for free. The Front Zine is weekly uh, for the first nine weeks. Zine that I make myself. um, After that, it'll be monthly. I'm so proud of it. I hope you like it. Also, if you could please head to Spotify or Apple to give this podcast a five-star rating and a review, that'd be so great. I'd be so indebted to you. It really helps me with the algorithm. And as I've mentioned before, there are so many other podcasts, Name or Claiming, and uh, this one would be, it would be great if we could bump this one all the way up. So yeah, five-star rating would be wonderful. I love you. Thank you. So this week, I wanted to talk about reclaiming the term high maintenance. Now, all my rom-com fans listening know exactly where I'm going to start this episode. And that's the scene in When Harry Met Sally, when Harry explains to Sally that there are two kinds of women, high maintenance and low maintenance. Sally then asks what kind she is. He replies, you're the worst kind. You're high maintenance, but you think you're low maintenance. Okay, now I'm not knocking this movie. It's one of my favorites. But it did a huge disservice by introducing this concept to the masses. Harry was putting into words, from the advantaged point of view, the conundrum that women face all the time. Don't ask for what you need or ask for as little as possible so that you aren't seen as being high maintenance. The idea is that women who are vocal about what they want, especially if it's very specific, are high maintenance, too much, inconvenient, troublesome, not worth it. The less you require from others, the lower maintenance you are in their eyes. Low maintenance then is a badge of honor in Harry's eyes. And Harry's eyes are basically a proxy for the patriarchy at large. My name, Sarah, means princess in Hebrew, and I've always loved this fact but it has been used against me by a former partner of mine. It was mostly in jest, but every time he called me princess, it made me feel like I was asking for too much when really I was just trying to be comfortable. 
I never called him out when he wanted extra pillows on the couch for his back or his neck. I never called him out when he wanted to ask for his burgers uh, in the McDonald's drive through to be prepared in a specific way. And that's basically just mayo and ketchup. And this is when I used to eat meat. So this was a while ago. And it got to the point where he literally called it my princess order and was so put off by my specific request that he just stopped letting us go to McDonald's. <laughs> As women and femmes, honeys, we're conditioned to have very few needs or rather we're conditioned to express and seek a small percentage of the needs that we do have because we're human and humans have needs. <laughs> we're so conditioned to not ask for what we want. And if we do, we get called high maintenance. So we shrink. I'm a hyper independent person by nature. And 95% of the time, I'm able to meet my own needs. Now, make no mistake, much of this is a trauma response. Because I'm so independent, I tend to not ask for help or ask others to give me what I really want or need. During the course of my life, I've learned to rely on myself. And until a few years ago, I never really wanted to ask anything from anyone except maybe my parents who've always supported me. I'm really lucky for that. But when it came to anyone outside of my parents, I never stood up for myself. I said yes to everything, even when it wasn't healthy for me. I was a doormat, all because I didn't want to be labeled high maintenance. When I could identify any of my wants and needs, I actively sought to fulfill them completely alone because I couldn't depend on my partner at the time to help me with any of it. When I think back to that, Sarah, I realized how little she was asking for and how much I gave away because my fear of getting smacked with that princess slash high maintenance label, how much I gave away to keep myself lovable. High maintenance is a phrase that is so common for us that it barely even registers as an insult, but it is a sexist term and it's used to keep us small and quiet. Have you ever heard of a high profile straight man that's considered high or low maintenance? I can't really think of any. Low maintenance is code for having no needs. Furthermore, it's weaponized against women and femmes and LGBTQ plus and others who dare to spend time on their hair, makeup, skin, nails, clothes, etc. In a 2019 article from The Atlantic, there is a writer that sums up this term as neatly capturing the absurdity of a culture that in one breath demands women do everything they can to maintain themselves, and in next, mock them for making an effort. So we're not just talking about being called high maintenance when you just need, you know, your salad or your dinner to be ordered a certain way. We're talking about also being called high maintenance when we spend any amount of effort or time on our appearance <laughs> when the system that we live in demands it from us. It's just all so much, right? Plus, the varying degrees of high and low maintenance are totally in the eye of the beholder. It's so subjective. My ex-partner's idea of high maintenance or his threshold for what he'd help me get for myself is different than my bosses or my friends or my sisters. There's a huge problem in a subjective quality like this. And it has a scale that's baked into the term with the words high and low. So it's used and it's used against women as a whole. We're so complex. We have we are all completely different humans. We have varying degrees of independence and varying degrees of what we might need support in getting so that we stay happy and healthy. So once you're called high maintenance, you can't really argue back with the person, can you? You've been slotted into a category that was invented by this person for which he is exempt and you're implicated. Furthermore, it's often used in like a comedic sense, right? It gives the person calling you that impunity. They can just tell you to relax. It's just a joke. It's just a joke, but it's not a joke and it's not okay. So let's once again, make a vow right now to eliminate this word from our vocabulary, unless we're talking about things like cars or lawns or haircuts, et cetera.
The term high maintenance also comes in many shades. Like I mentioned before, I was called a princess, but it could be, you know, being called a diva or being told you aren't like the other girls or that you're a cool girl. You may hear other women and femmes calling themselves low maintenance or even that they aren't like other girls to try to shoehorn their way into the patriarchy's ideals for small, quiet women. And this is due to their internalized misogyny. This is what a lot of people call pick me mentality. Pick me, like pick me, pick me. And if you spent time on dating apps, you probably know what this is. So you may at this point be questioning yourself, which one am I? Well, listen, honey, (laughs) we all shrink at some point because we want to be liked. It's human, but you maintain things, not people. As I've mentioned so many times, low maintenance is just patriarchal code, as I said, for having no needs. And as a living, breathing thing, you need maintaining. Cars can be higher low maintenance. Your hair can be high or low maintenance. Your beauty routine can be high or low maintenance. And either is totally acceptable. But a person, you need what you need. That's just called maintenance. People can be uncaring and cruel. They can take advantage of you wanting to make everyone comfortable. As femmes, we're already tasked with being the ones to make others comfortable. We're told to cover our shoulders and put our cleavage away so that we don't distract the boys. We're the world's hostess. And we're treated as such. We're the most useful to the patriarchy when we're small or invisible. So we shrink ourselves down to the point where we believe we're better off that way, that we're safer. But we're really not safer when we're invisible, are we? We've seen that throughout modern history. You're an emotionally complex being, my love, just like every other human being on this planet. Fuck, there are even entire university departments devoted to studying why you need the things that you do as a human. (laughs) Think about it. Think about what it takes to maintain stasis as a naturally complex human being. Think about how fucking intricate your body is, your soul, your mind. Think about how you've developed your tastes and your preferences over the years and how maybe your love for McDonald's hamburgers with mayo and ketchup only comes from a happy childhood memory and therefore it's comforting to you. So it's really fucking lame to to deny that for yourself because your ex doesn't want to be bothered by helping you obtain this small joy. Furthermore, my love, your voice, your knowledge, your experience and your wisdom are just as important and valid as anyone else's. Your comfort is just as much a priority as everyone around you. It sounds ridiculous to have to tell people this in 2023, but here we are. We're still being called divas, high maintenance, princesses. We're still constantly reminded how much better we are when we, quote, go with the flow or are, quote, easygoing. We're still constantly reminded how much more palatable we are when we're not like the other girls, which, by the way, cuts other women down and reinforces this patriarchal harm. When we start to make noise about what we need and what we want to feel happy and healthy, safe and supported, we are labeled high maintenance and this needs to stop. I did a Google search for how to tell if you're high maintenance and found a shameful number of articles and blog posts about how to tell if you're dating a high maintenance woman or how to tell if you are a high maintenance woman. They almost all revolve around like, you know, a woman's preference for how long she went in between manicures or some stupid shit like that. And this is certainly a thing that women get dinged for left and right, as if it harms or hurts the person who's accusing them of being high maintenance. But let's circle back to when Harry met Sally. The event that prompted Harry's verbalization of this misogynistic idea was his memory of Sally's dinner order. Sally likes things on the side and she likes her pie heated, but only in certain circumstances. So Harry's first strike came when he pointed out her high maintenance needs. And his second strike was when she asked which one she was. And he said she was the worst kind, high maintenance, but I think she's low maintenance. Now, let's remember that high maintenance is in the eye of the beholder. He may or may not know her reasoning for ordering her food the way she does, but he doesn't have to stick around if it bothers him that much. It's not hurting him. And because it's not personally hurting him or harming him, there's really only one reason why he'd say it. He's uncomfortable. 
He's uncomfortable with how she's vocal about the very specific things she wants. Why is he uncomfortable? Because she's Sally. If Harry was with his bro, would he call him out for asking for his steak to be extra well done, butterfly cut with two sides of fries and a bunch of extra dipping sauce? Can you tell I was a server? Think about it. Probably the fuck not. Sally likes things in a very specific way. And as long as it's not hurting anyone and she's not going off on the server if they mess something up, I see absolutely no harm in ordering her food the way she wants it. Like I said, I say this as a former server. Let me use this opportunity to give you radical permission to order food the way you fucking like it. And if they mess it up, be gracious. Don't take it out on anyone. Gently offer them a way to correct it. But you have just as much of a right to eat what you want to eat as I do, as Harry does, as his bro does, even if the meal requires a couple more steps to prepare than mine. Now, I'm using food as a metaphor to drive my point home here, but this is true in so many other scenarios. It's true in low stakes scenarios, such as if you are in a car with a bunch of people and the air conditioning is too high, you need to be turned down down because you're too, you know, you're you're cold and everyone else is wearing a jacket, but you aren't. It's okay to state your needs. Hey guys, I'm cold. <laughs> Let's uh, turn this air off. But it's also true in high stakes situations. Like if you don't want to sleep with someone on a date or if you won't sleep with someone because they don't have adequate protection to keep you safe from contracting an STI. You are not high maintenance if you ask for a condom and refuse to have sex because he doesn't have one. Let's take this one step further. You have permission to be high maintenance. You're allowed to take up space. Do not be afraid of having needs. Don't be afraid of having big feelings. It's okay. It's okay to ask yourself, am I genuinely happy with this outcome or am I settling for less to avoid conflict, to avoid being called high maintenance? Remember, it doesn't matter if someone calls you high maintenance. As I've said a few times, and I'm going to keep repeating till it sticks, high maintenance is in the eye of the beholder. Each person defines it differently. So who fucking cares if the dude you're seeing or whatever calls you high maintenance? Take that as a giant red flag and tell them to fuck off because you're a human, not a car. Call anyone out that calls you high maintenance. Ask them specifically what is high maintenance about your request, especially if it doesn't harm or hurt them. Or in my case, what specifically is princess like about wanting my burger this way with ketchup and mayo only? And then make them answer it. Then make sure you're getting what you want or you need. One other way to look at it is that you aren't high or low maintenance. You are self-maintaining. When you get for yourself, what you need, you're maintained. Sometimes you have to speak up to get it. And it's not even asking others to maintain you. It's asking others to help you maintain yourself so that you can free up space in your brain or your calendar or your home to do other things that tend to your rest or your productivity, whatever is more important to you that day. And that's what relationships are for, right? That's even what a paid relationship is for. For example, if you're Sally and I'm the server and you're paying for dinner and you need a salad with dressing on the side and a pie that's heated, if that's what it takes to make you happy in the moment, you're a paying customer. That's what our, our relationship is. That's what you're here for, to be happy. Similarly, in a relationship, you're a partner of one or two or however many, whether it's romantic, platonic or work relationship, you are there to help each other be successful, whatever that looks like in the moment. Self-maintaining is the name of the game, my love. Tending to your needs is self-care. It's self-love. Sometimes you need the assistance of others to reach those states of self-love and self-care. It's not navel-gazing. It's not self-indulgent. It's life. No one faults a grass lawn for needing to be maintained like they fault a woman for, needing, for stating her needs. Self-maintaining should mean that you don't get bothered over the things that in the big picture are inconsequential, but you learn to speak up for the things that you need so that you're not a doormat, so that you're not small and invisible. Now, listen, the right people will not leave you. The right people will not think you're too much trouble. 
I promise you that the right people will help you get what you need and will respect your boundaries. And you do the same for them, right? I'm self-maintaining. If someone calls me high maintenance, I'll tell them that, of course, I'm high maintenance because I'm a human and I have a very complex body and brain and it takes a lot of shit to maintain it. I deserve goodness. I deserve that that system to be maintained. I deserve to get what I need to live a happy, healthy life. It doesn't make me selfish or needy or bitch. And if someone can't deal with that, it sounds like a personal problem. My loves, let go of your guilt and your self-sacrificing. Just let it go. You shouldn't need to shrink yourself in order to not inconvenience anyone. Learn how to take up space and ask for things. I read a book a while back called Bow Down, and it was about a journalist who was covering dominatrixes for an assignment, but realized that she had learned so much from them about getting what she wants. Dominatrixes are very, very calculated in how they state their wants and needs. They say, I want instead of can you. They say, I want you to tie me to this post, not, hey, you think maybe you could tie me to this post if you get the chance? No worries if not. Learn to start saying I want. It's not easy at first. It took me a while to get there and I'm not even all the way there, but I'm pretty okay with starting my sentences with it these days. Sometimes it's easier than others, but every time I do start a sentence with I want, instead of tiptoeing around to make sure everyone's comfortable, I feel scared, but I also feel a little more empowered and I'm also closer to actually getting what I want. I mean, it's kind of a win-win. One solution I read while I was doing research for this was um, I was looking up what to do when you are afraid to take up space. And this one really made me smile. One person I read shared that when she's in a safe space, usually at home with her partner, she puts her arms up physically in front of her when she catches herself trying to minimize her presence. Then her partner sees her, you know, taking up space and gives her, jumps in to give her a hug in that moment. Learn to physically take up space. Just try it. Next time you find yourself minimizing your knees, learn how to actually physically take up the space around you. See how it feels in your body to claim space when your conditioning tells you not to. Be cautious about partners and workplaces and friends that say they don't want someone who's high maintenance because that just means they don't want you to speak. Another thing I literally just heard this morning on Glennon Doyle's podcast, We Can Do Hard Things, was to leave 10 seconds of silence between you and your request. So say it out loud to whoever needs to hear it and let it sit for 10 seconds. Don't say anything. A lot of times we're uncomfortable with silence and we don't want to be seen as asking for too much. So ask your question and then wait. If you tell your boss you want to raise, but go into it with like, can I have a $10,000 raise and then fill the empty silence after with, I mean, I know the company's been losing money and I know this is a bad time and I took sick leave last month and dot, dot, dot. If you do that, you're automatically giving yourself the chance to be called or seen as high maintenance. And when you do get called high maintenance, consider yourself who's calling you this. Is it someone you know and trust? It's okay to get feedback about yourself at times when you want it. And if it's from someone whose opinion you trust, I think you can gently tell them what this term does to your emotional state and that it's a sexist term rooted in misogyny. Course correct them, but do it out of love. And I'm not saying you also need to accept all feedback, but if you're someone who does value the occasional insight into how you're affecting others, just keep that in your back pocket. But if it's someone you matched with on an app, they can just fuck right off. I will say there's a major caveat to all of this. When I tell you to get what you want and need, I'm not telling you that you have carte blanche to be inconsiderate. Respect others. No, do not be entitled. Don't exhaust people. Don't drain people. Learn where you can make compromises that still feel healthy and right. And if it's someone you care about, they'll find a way to meet you there. I had a therapist that said that to me one time. There's a compromise in there somewhere. You just have to work to find it. Now, before I wrap up, I wanted to give you some final thoughts. First, Take pride in knowing yourself. Be proud of yourself for knowing what you want and you need. Be proud of yourself for being clear with others about it. Like what you like. You do not exist to please others. And make sure you surround yourself with people who know that. 
Also, be in self-maintenance mode, not high, not low, just what you need. And don't apologize for it. Make compromises when they feel like they don't impede on your boundaries. Want what you want the way you want it. It's okay. That's it for this week, my loves. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, please make sure you're signed up for Reclaiming the Newsletter at reclaimeffingeverything.com. That's reclaimeffingeverything.com. Follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram at reclaimeffingeverything. And please head to Spotify or Apple. Give this podcast five-star rating and review. And remember, next time someone calls you high maintenance, just ask them if you're a car or if you're a lawn. They'll look at you puzzled, which is when you can jump in and remind them that cars and lawns are high maintenance and no one questions why. (laughs) People need maintaining, especially people as fabulous as you. And fabulous takes work, honey. (laughs) Thanks for listening again, babes. I love you so much. And until next week, we're all fucking power.